0: Are you tired of gunfights that just won't end, always trying to shoot your opponent and missing, or having a shot fly over your head and spook you back down below cover? Well, me too. If you have any suggestions on how I can sharpen my aim or something like that, send me a telegram at 125 Colorado Way and maybe we can become pen pals or something. The metal thing. Yes. What, what taste?
1: David. <laughs> David. David, what is this? It's pretty Great
2: I have to kill a lot of oh, what you want to fuck? I, mean, I have big tips and tiny vagina. Oil me up, D- daddy.
0: I can't believe
3: Big tits. Mistletoe Alert. This is back country. I mean, this guy was a real how, jerk. How, how long can Hugo be prognant? Chomp, 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 chomp. Oh, I'm just such a dick, David. Okay, everybody,
0: put on your corpse handling gloves. You, hoodie Picasso. <laughs> Horror. Hello, and welcome to Horror Movie Talk Plus. That's right, folks. We've now transcended genre boundaries and sometimes cover other movies. Sexy movies, cool movies. We started out as a horror movie review show, but now we have become action movie curious. Maybe we have a little drama kid living inside us. Where are the anime allies, I ask you? Well, let's find out. Come with me. We'll go on a journey together. Make sure you rate and review and subscribe on iTunes. Full video available on YouTube. Don't be a square. Make sure to share. (laughs) <laughs> also check out our patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk the equivalent of the adult section at your video rental store if you want to add your pee to the community pool a phrase that bryce was unwilling to say in front of his feminine friend last week because i assume he was embarrassed
4: go to i, horror think, movie, I think that's the corniest part of our go to horror our all
0: right or call 6822534468. I got a booger on my nose. As always, we have Fart Simpson crammed into the production booth. I'm me, and across from me sits Island Boy Bruce Henson.
4: Say hello. Hey everybody.
0: <clears throat> we have a great show for you today. We will be reviewing The Old Way, a Nicholas Cage movie. That's right. Not only does it have Nicolas Cage, it has the ice cream man himself. That's right. Ron Howard's little brother, Clint Howard. Uh, And not in a small role either. We'll start out by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10. How does that work? You'll find out after we give our score. We'll get into spoilers, take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the movie. And then we will be uh, doing Horror Movie Whores, a little bit, where we take your voicemails on the actual podcast. Not on one of these whores-only podcasts. That's what I'm saying. We're getting back into it. How are you doing today, Bryce? You doing okay?
4: Um, yeah, I'm doing okay. My back hurts. I'm annoyed that I had to watch a terrible movie last night. But uh, other than that, I'm doing pretty good.
0: Wow. Okay, good. Good. Uh, yeah. No. It's it's good. Not. It's good to keep them. Uh, you know. Keep them on their toes. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, we watched the old way on Hulu, and we're given a movie with a shaky start that made me wonder what I was getting into. My synopsis uh, for this, this Old Way movie is an old gunslinger named Colton Briggs, played by, you guessed it, none other than Nick Cage himself, is forced back into the fray when a series of unfortunate events leave him with very little to live for. His daughter, Brooke, played by Ryan Keira Armstrong, joins him on his quest and learns how to navigate life as Colton's kin. Everyone gets more lead than they bargained for. My review for this movie goes a little something like, Nick Cage is enough to get me to watch most movies. He's strange, interesting, and massively talented. I enjoy most movies where he stars. The Old Way is not really an exception. Uh, This movie fumbles tremendously in the first 20 minutes. Um which really shook my belief that it could be good or worthwhile, to a large degree. I was concerned about what I had signed up for. The dialogue, acting, and concept in the opening seems to miss the mark by a country mile. It felt ham-handed, simple, and very cringe. Uh Ah-ah. Uh, once the second act starts, things come back around, and the concepts and characters show that they're much more than what they, than what previously met the eye. The old way wrestles with concepts of humanity, loss, the monsters within, our birthright, and revenge. These themes are ones that I've seen Cage embrace in a lot of his roles. Um, in particular, one that stands out. Uh, just in recent memory, his Mandy, um, although a lot less with humanity and a lot more with revenge. That was really, I guess, kind of just a straightforward uh, revenge movie. Um, the characters are interesting and have fun dialogue, and it's sent, set in an authentic-feeling Western back, backdrop. Colton Briggs' story of wrestling with his apparent lack of humanity and his life of crime catching back up to him is one that I feel a lot of people can resonate with. The hope or lack thereof for the next ger- generation and having to deal with the sins of their forefathers is an age-old one, and that's why it resonates uh, so deeply with me. The Old Way is a solid entry into what, into a somewhat lackluster genre of modern westerns, and I'll explain what I mean when I, when I say that. And it's one that feels more deeply connected with the classic Westerns of the 40s and 50s, um, more so than its modern counterparts. What I mean when I say lackluster genre of modern Westerns, there have been some very strong entries into the Western uh, genre in the last 15 years, but they are... Um, exceptions to the rule. Um, there was well, it's a not hey a day day.
4: popular genre. There, it's not people a popular don't make genre. westerns, right? It's not, just it, not a
0: popular genre anymore. It's, I mean, that's weird know, to
4: say because, like, in my view, it's like they don't make westerns anymore. But out of the ones that
0: are made, they're all bangers. <laughs> like, no, those are the ones that you that you see. I mean, they, they make they make them all the time because they're easy to make. Um, I don't know Maybe. what I'm what okay, would you let ahead. me would you let me would you let me
4: thank you oh I'm sorry I've let you talk for like 10 minutes
0: <laughs> oh I don't know it's just the format you came up with so I'm I don't know what the problem is with that no what I'm trying to say is um you know I think of westerns were a big staple in my house um growing up and so I think of the 40s and 50s as being like almost led by westerns And, uh, and there was a point in time when, you know, it was, it was the primary interest of America. You know, it was like, we are interested in this. It is no longer that way. And that's just, that's just how culture has evolved, um, since then. But anywho, um, that's, that's what I mean when I say that Westerns aren't big anymore. And, um, but nevertheless, uh, I like this movie to a score of seven out of 10. I like this pretty good. The start really had me um really had me reeling, but uh it brought it back in with a lot of interesting uh concepts and and um and I ended up liking it a lot. So, what do you think, Bryce?
4: Yeah, I agree the the start was really rough and then it moved on to the middle which was exactly the same and then the ending which was also very rough and annoying for me. Hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I hated this movie. I I don't know. I just disagree with a lot of the points you made, like the the characters being interesting and uh, like the characters are like so one dimensional and like it's it's almost like half dimensional. If there's a half dimension, these characters would be that because they're. Like, Nick Cage is phoning it in. Um, He's just there. Um, But all of the other characters are kind of doing the same. It's like, I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, especially the, the villain. I don't know what he's trying to do with that character. But it's the least, like, menacing villain I've seen in a Western. And it's just like, it felt like he was just reading off of a page most of the time. And didn't
0: know, like, what he was going for. He, and did so have it's an like, interesting, he did have an interesting way of delivering his lines, I'll say that.
4: I mean, a lot... Like, the the three main characters, which would be uh, Nicolas Cage, the girl, and the villain, they're all, like, made it a point to have the least emoting that they could possibly do and have just, like, a just, you know... A, <sighs> just the most level reading of, of everything they had with like no emotion going into it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care about these people <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Like the, when you say lackluster genre of modern Westerns, like what are the modern Westerns that are lackluster to you? Like what are the, the, ones genre,
0: that the genre? The genre is kind of, is lacking. It's not. A, it's not a full or fruitful genre anymore. It's. It is one that's that's kind of by the wayside in terms of in terms right. of you know popular genres. You no longer think of what you, you don't even you don't even mention westerns. You know you go. Are you do you like action movies? Are you kind of more of a dramedy kind of guy? Horror? You never ask. Western, you know, that's what I kind of mean. It's it's fallen out of favor with with the zeitgeist.
4: Yeah, but I mean, in terms of an entry into modern western, I, I would not say that this is a solid entry. Like this is a pretty shaky at best entry into westerns, modern or of any era. Like it's very cliche, which is like bad guy comes gets revenge, good guy gets revenge on bad guy like it's and probably the thing that's the most annoying about this movie is it looks so cheap and it's just boring visually like that that's one of the things about westerns is showing the land and the vistas and like getting these impressive shots of you know the landscape or the the horse riding and, and all these things like a solid half of this movie is just close-ups. It's just flat straight on close-ups and it was so distracting how unimaginative the directing was uh especially for a western, you know. To to the point where it's like it was obvious that they're you know, limited by budget and were trying to save money. Stuff like when they're at the the campfire you don't see the campfire like it's because they're shooting you know from the neck up for every for for everyone at the campfire so it's obvious that it's just like a lighting effect and they're like nah we we can't uh waste time burning wood so it looks like uh you know interesting let's just put the the fire effect on the led light and shoot them in a close-up um so like just visually it was it's very boring the plot is very boring and the acting is boring (laughs) like i was bored in Mm. this movie and i can just think of almost any other western i've seen was better than this one like i not to to belabor the point but um yeah i'd give it like a two out of ten this is a
0: bad movie Well, I'm sorry uh, you didn't like it. I really, I don't, um, yeah, it seems like you and I had totally different experiences because none of that stood out to me at all. Um, Hmm. You know, like these, you know, there were, now thinking back on it, yeah, there were a lot of close-up shots, and it was very obvious that this was a low-budget movie. Um, But I just... I just had that, I just had that in the back. You know, I wh- I looked at uh, this director Brett Donahue. Um, I looked at his, you know, his catalog um, before I started this, and I was like, okay, so this guy's just kind of getting his getting his legs under him in terms of, um, you know, in terms of making movies. He's he's kind of a, a young n- newish sort of fella. It's impressive that he got uh, Clint Howard and uh, Nick Cage on this. Um so let's see what he, let's see what he's got. And um and I I just kind of figured it was going to be a low budget. Um so maybe maybe that helped temper my expectations or something like that. I mean um the really the really interesting part of this um for me is the is the interpersonal story between Nick Cage, his daughter, and his now—well, we'll, I'll get into that with with the with the spoilers. I don't want to spoil that. But this there's this lack of humanity that um, that Nick has, and his character has, and has to wrestle with, and it's been inherited. His daughter has inherited that, and the way they their characters play off of each other is interesting, and the um, the conclusion is is interesting and satisfying. the 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 the, the um, For me, the um, the the bad guys, you know, um, motives and how they intertwine with Nick's past is is uh very fulfilling and and yeah i i agree that he is an a strange actor the uh the bad guy is has does a very strange job <laughs> but that's part of kind of what's interesting about it you know it's like okay what what kind of choice is this but um yeah it's uh it's too bad you didn't like it
4: yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, the interesting stuff was, like, yeah, some of the dialogue between Nick Cage and his daughter and the bad guy talking about, you know, basically being dead inside and, and like, not being able to, you know, um, have humanity because of, you know, how they are or their experiences. But that comes so late in the movie and is so, like too little too late and is unearned for me like it's it's very much like you know the adage of show don't tell like it just tells you you know that it tells you what you're supposed to take away from it from the dialogue like at the end of the movie it's like well here's the point i was trying to make but the the movie preceding that does not do a convincing job of backing that up at all um, to a confusing degree, um, but yeah, the, the themes and what they're trying to do with the characters in the movie are interesting. They just didn't make it interesting. Like there, there's a much better movie that could be could have been made with that concept. Mm. You know, with a better script, a better director, better actors,
0: better cinematographer. Better hard disagree there. but <laughs> nevertheless you know <clears throat> actually i th- one one movie that i think about a lot um and we never talk about this but um you you, <laughs> you, made, you made us watch this movie called a christmas story and i was like what the fuck is this bullshit <laughs> And I came in like yeah, like a two, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? This is just ugh, ugh." And, a Christmas story uh, with like Ralphie? Oh, uh, a Christmas horror story. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh. Um is it a Christmas horror story? Yeah, <laughs> had William Shatner in it, um, and. <laughs> And I think about this all the time. I'm like, what did Bryce fucking see in that piece of shit? Because you're like, a nine. And I was like, Ew. So, yeah, I mean, it just goes to show, like, I, I still don't understand. I still don't get it. Um, and you will probably won't understand how uh, how the old way works for me, you know? It's just like, it's just one of these things where you're so different, you can't even, you can't even... Uh, explain to the other person. You're like, no, but it worked because a, and you're like, ah, I don't see it. It's just, just dumb. But uh, I gave that a nine. You gave it a very high score. I can't recall, but you'd have to go back and listen to it, or or I would, or some or one of the listeners might. You know, who knows. <laughs> hmm, let's see. Um. Anyway,
4: yeah, uh, I gave it an eight. Yeah, I don't remember it being terribly good. I think the I think in that one the. Uh the santa versus um uh
0: whatever krampus i'll
4: tell you this the, the
0: part that was fun we are not frequently this far apart this is a very this is a huge upset in movie yeah. movie talk plus uh lineage and timeline but you can count on one or two hands the number of times that we've been five or more points apart Mm -hmm. Um, and so this is definitely, you know, Bryce and I will have to fight after, Mm -hmm. after this or before or, um, now, yeah, we'll have to do some time travel, but, uh, but if you don't want to have to do time travel and press that like skip button, then what the fuck are you doing listening to this on the regular feed? This is the RSS feed. You get, you want to be some, some, some shill, some like little, some little baby listener who has, who has little little baby ears or do you want to be some some fucking pro listener who doesn't have to listen to commercials who gets their stuff or who gets the uh, access to the uh, episodes early, who uh, supports a show that we put out for free um, for just the co- cost of one cup of coffee a month um, over on our patreon.com/ horror movie talk. You got all kinds of perks. I mean, we really break out all the stops. And, uh, you know, and it's a good way uh, to keep the lights on over here at HMT. We got some interesting new fun things coming down the pipe. But we do need... <laughs> He's making the money sign. <laughs> uh, we do need that Denola to do it anyway uh you can also support us by checking out the shop over at horrormovietalk.com shop we got shirts that we really need to we need to get some new designs in on this puppy just pay we need to just pay somebody to do this shit for us because we're never going to do it you know um also check out our resident artist the guy who works uh tirelessly for us all the time dustin gobel professional artist who fucks real hard he also takes commissions for artwork from hmt fans contact him at d 0 that's at d-g-o-e-b-e-l zero zero on instagram make your artistic dreams come true tell him we sent you call us at 682-253-4468 thanks again for listening and let's get into spoilers
4: oil me up
0: daddy so bryce (laughs) did you were you impressed by the first two minutes of this movie where there was like (laughs) It was like literally seven or eight studio credits. It was just like, they kept coming. It was, I've never seen so many studio credits be like, we did this too. Also, we did this. Uh, did you know Nick Cage is in this? We did this. Yeah. The, the, probably the one
4: that was distracting me most was like the Saban films, which I only associate with the power Rangers. Was what? Sabin films, Saban Films, S A B A N. Um, I mean, they're the most recognizable one. I don't know if they do other. Let's see, Saban, Saban, Saban. They've done. I guess they do other stuff,
0: but mostly Power Rangers.
4: But mostly Power Rangers. Yeah, lower. Lower budget, obviously, yeah, I mean, I think the I mean, even from the trailer, I watched the trailer, I was like, ooh, this looks this looks rough, this looks like yeah. it's a low budget straight to the red box type movie, and it is straight to streaming, so it's not I guess not that surprising, but yeah there's there's a certain. There's a certain budget level where you, you just have to pass it to, like, be not distracting. And mm. this one does not pass. I was trying to look up what the budget for the
0: movie was, and it's not published anywhere. Um, You know, before we get into the spoilers proper, I just want to say. So, first of all, I'm going to have to clear my throat on occasion. Uh, I've been for two weeks now <coughs> dealing with. Just tremendous um, upper respiratory bullshit. Last week, I called an audible because I couldn't make any audible sounds at all. Um, I, uh, I, I couldn't make any sounds come out of me. So uh, so you had to do the podcast um, with... Oh boy, what was that gal's name? Jordan. She was so great. Yeah. Like, she lovely. Just... Just I'm like I was like, oh wow this this woman's absolutely brilliant um <clears throat> anyway, uh, so, but I listened to the afterpod for that, and i that was like <laughs> that confessional was afterpod, so with me alone <laughs> it was twenty minutes of Bryce literally <laughs> confessing his sins.
3: or or like
0: or like his his, the things he felt yeah guilty for right um and there's something so deeply um that connect like anybody listening to that is going to be like "Mm mm-hmm yeah i know i i'm with like you know Oh like I don't feel bad about me. You know. No, thank you. I'm
4: I'm a piece of shit as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, like it was it was brilliant. I mean it was yeah, it was it was if 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 you're a Patreon member, listen to last week's afterpod of the the Boogeyman afterpod because wow. Yeah, how did that hit you? I would like at the end I was like, dude, is Bryce going to be okay? Um, um, how are you after
4: that? Oh, well, that's just w- what's going through my head at all times, really. No, I kind of had flashbacks to the, the Bye Bye Man reviews where it was just us alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, I don't know. It, it just felt awkward because there's no one else to, to take the slack, and so it's like, what do I say now? And you just have stream of consciousness, and my stream of consciousness is usually depressive and
0: I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> and filled with regrets. So uh no, it was it was fine. <laughs> All
0: right.
4: I mean, it's not that this it's honestly not that dissimilar from other afterpods where we're where both of us are doing kind of that. I definitely
0: know. disagree. That was very different. The subject matter was different um yeah you d- I don't you' know, del- I'd have to
4: go back and listen to it. It's probably would be too cringy for me to listen to it again but um yeah
0: uh well i thought it was i thought it was gold um i was riveted throughout i felt good for you i felt bad for you i felt feelings <laughs> mostly mm, okay. um yeah Anywho, back to the old way. You know, open. It has a lot of fucking cliches. These first twenty minutes, the first act of the three acts, bad. Simply, simply put, very, very bad. <clears throat> it does a good job of setting the scene, but um, that's. So, a- so
4: I'm curious, what makes it bad for you? What What in the first act makes it bad?
0: Oh, there's so much. Oh
4: man. Cause everything in the first act that I didn't like was the same things that I didn't like
0: for the second and third act. There's so much that was bad in the in the first act. The dialogue was from everyone <laughs> was just stilted awkward um I think the thing that really stood out that was like the standout, this is terrible, was Nick Cage's um, dialogue with his wife where he explains how much he likes to look at her. Um, And I was just like, this is some fucking weird. I don't know what this is, but it is not good. Where he was like, I like to look at you. And she's like, "Mm-hmm, I know you do. You like the way I raise your daughter." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I love the way you raise that bitch." And then she was like, "You like the what? You like to watch me do clothes?" He's like, "I like to watch just about everything you do. I think I'd like to watch your turd cutter cl- clip a turd off in that outhouse out back." And it's like, "Okay, can we? What is like? It was. It was just there." It was bad. It was really bad. Like I was like both Carrie and I were like,
4: Ooh, ooh
0: what's happening? This is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and his acting, um, was shockingly, it was strange acting that, you know, that, you know, I mean, Nick Cage is known for his weird acting, but this was not ha ha funny. You know, it was, it was bad. Uh, But it felt like the direction, it felt like the direction was, was to blame a little bit, uh, where he was walking with his kid to the, to his shop and he was just so distant. Like he was not, not just distant, just cruel, just hated his child. Um, and that felt unbelievable. Like, just like, okay, like how, how does it, how does any of this work? But, um, yeah. What about, what about you?
4: Yeah, I mean, same same kind of deal. Like it's, I mean, I'll I'll say like this is, this is in the genre of Nick Cage movies where, he's just cashing a paycheck. Like he'll he'll do anything. Like, so I mean, when you say like, I can't believe they got Nick Cage and Clint Howard. I'm like, it, it's not hard to get either one of those people. <laughs> like, you know how many. Movies Nick Cage does in a year, it's it's astounding. It's like well, now he does.
0: Yeah, I mean, but well, that for really... for the past
4: decade, pretty much, he's he's done low-budget movies like this. Like, he's... Like, the... I think he does these just so that he, you know, can keep doing, like, the interesting ones like Pig and not worry about, you know, getting a giant paycheck at any time. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I mean, you look at at this and see how much effort he's putting into it or thought, and it's like, no, he just showed up on set. I think, I I think he like showed up on set and read the lines (laughs) before each scene, and was like, "I'm taciturn man," and uh, that's as much as
0: taciturn mean.
4: Um, emotionless. Um, Hmm. taciturn. I think uh, I feel like reserved a... or uncommunicative in speech saying little like it's
0: it's very I feel like this is a common segment on horror movie talk plus where you say a word and then I say explain right I think that's
4: that is a through line we should do a almost, supercut. we should do a supercut of any times any yeah. time that David says what does that mean? well i'm not Didn't,
0: i'm not i don't have so much um pride that i'm i'm not willing to admit when i don't know what something means yeah i'm very humble you're well read though i, I you' have well, a sure good but i don't ability. know what taciturn means you know I, mm. I yeah sure i yeah i'm well read but i don't know what i don't i um, mean anyways. i guess taciturn there are some words that give you a feeling you know right and taciturn gives you a you like i understood what you meant. Right. I've just never heard it defined, you know? Right. Yeah. Um so there's that like um
4: and I think pretty much uh, I think the major drawback of this movie and uh what's like most distracting about it is that this movie is just stealing from much better movies in terms of like the main chunks of it like the what? the <clears throat> I mean it's a straight up rip off of of uh true grit with the dynamic between Nicolas Cage and his daughter like just having the old and young um and also yeah. Unforgiven where it's just like oh he's a homesteader now it's like and he's coming back and like reliving his you know more violent life in his old age. it's like, yeah, but those movies were really, really good. <laughs> and so it's distracting to be like, like if you're going to rip it off, why not like rip off the things that make it good too, you know? And I think part of it, it's like, you're being told that, that, um, what's his name? Buster Scruggs or whatever. <laughs> Colton Briggs. You're told that Colton Briggs <laughs> that is this, like, this murderer um, and that he's become something else. But, like, you're never shown that he has, like, humanity, you know? And I guess that's, I mean... He doesn't. They're, they're not trying to say that he has humanity, but then they do? Like, it's... <laughs> It's confusing, because they're like...
0: When do they do that?
4: Because he cries when he's talking about losing his wife in, like, the third act. And you're like, oh, so he does have humanity. Right. It's like, okay, so why wouldn't you show that in the first act? Like, show him being a normal person. And it'd be much more interesting to see him, like, to show a loving family and like a normal life and then have him turn back into the emotionless
0: killer because he doesn't have like he's not because he's he he's not like <clears throat> okay well yeah so, so here's so he... here's how they here's how they set it up
4: they what? say Nick Cage um, I don't know His character says, like, I never knew how to act around people or to show emotion because I never felt it. They're basically saying, like, I'm autistic and I had to mirror what I saw around me. Um, And then it shows him saying, like, I never felt fear or or anything until I met your mother. And then he breaks down crying and showing that, oh, he does have emotions and humanity um and it's he learned that after he married his wife and uh and you're like okay so did you or do you or do you not have emotions around these things you know it's it's a mixed message
0: i it is not it doesn't it feels so it feels so clear to me, like, no, the, the, the uh, this is a man who his whole life, uh, was, you know, because of the life that he chose of, of crime and, and murder, um, was placed in situations where he saw fear in others and should have been fearful himself, but never experienced specifically fear. Like like it was as and he kept saying it was as though he was born dead inside, and so mm-hmm. he just felt um, you know unhuman, inhuman. He he felt like um, you know like a like a chameleon or like like so, something that didn't fit. And then um, the missing puzzle piece to all that was oh whoa! All of a sudden when I met your your mom, I I I felt that it was the puzzle piece. That Mm -hmm. that 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 made me human, and then Mm -hmm. when uh, when his wife was killed, that puzzle piece was removed. It, It was it was no longer there, and he no longer felt that connection to those to to humanity anymore. He was, and you know, so like it's this is the piece that makes things work, and they took the piece away from me. So now I have to. And by the way child you're just like me (laughs) you know like there's you know they 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 explain that uh that the kid is like similarly confused by emotion incapable of understanding what crying how crying might work or um or or fear like also similarly just you know just basically her her, her dad's daughter. And, uh, and so this is like two kind of, uh, sociopaths, uh, teaching, you know, the father teaching the daughter, Hey, you gotta, you're like, you're fucked up and you gotta learn how to up here, not fucked up. And hopefully you'll find that puzzle piece. Like I did that can, you know, that can help you, you know, feel connected to your humanity
4: yeah I mean, I guess my problem is that they they tell and not show any of that like that's like especially with the daughter where the, like they have to have the dialogue of the of the marshal say like she didn't cry at all. that's weird, and like before that you just don't even they don't show any interaction that seems off to the audience. It's just like well, it
0: seemed off to me like i was I was watching her sit in a uh, in a rocking chair. With her her mother being buried in the background, and she was just sitting there listening. I was I I understood that it was uh, it was strange. Yeah, I don't.
4: It wasn't enough for me. Like because everything up to that point is like you're just giving nothing. You're giving nothing. Well, it was literally giving,
0: show and don't tell. It was doing the thing that you claim it didn't do.
4: Yeah, but. Like what you would do in a circumstance like that is like, you know, have the marshal say like, oh, sweet pea, do you want to put any, you know, flowers or say something on your mother's grave and just have her say no. That would have been like, oh, that's so you want them to tell and not show. No, that's showing that's showing a reaction, not showing a lack of anything. It's just like
0: but they were it's, showing a lack of reaction that's what they were showing
4: but it's not a good enough movie for you to understand that that's intentional and not just them being lazy
0: then why did i have the bowl bart why did i have the bowl why did i why did you know it made sense to me is what i'm saying like to and, say.
4: and then like, there's other stuff where it's like the actions that they have are just confusing cuz like it's not explained or it doesn't make, so like, okay. So after they bury the mother and after Colton Briggs decides to, you know, suit up again and go hunt and murder, he climbs up the ladder and is going to shoot his daughter.
0: Mm-hmm. Why? Cause he's got to because he's got to go get revenge. He's got to go, you know, settle the score. And he doesn't want to have to bring this person who he feels basically nothing for, his child, along so with him. So he's it.
4: going to murder her
0: before he Again, leaves? Again, I don't know if this is a good thing that this made total sense to me. I'm just saying, it made total sense to me. I was like, yeah, he doesn't want, he doesn't want, you know, he feels a responsibility to the Rugrat. But uh, he's got bigger fish to fry, and he's done with it. And he, And he... So the responsibility is put her down, and then at the end of the movie, he says he loves her. Well, yeah, that's the story of the movie. So he, he developed he love felt, for her through this that story. Yeah, that's what was. That's yes.
4: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's it's so like that scene is such a non sequitur
0: of like I'm well, going to murder is. you. And like, here it is. Bryce is not autistic enough to understand this movie. You just, you're too in touch with your humanity.
4: No, I mean, even, even someone that's a sociopath would just leave them. You know, it's like, what's, well, I said autistic, not sociopath. Let's not even someone autistic would just leave them or like stop by, you know, corner store and be
0: like, he's a cold blooded murderer.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is like, I don't, it's not clear whether he was a criminal. I don't know, maybe maybe it was clear. Like, I, uh, he was a gun, a gun slinger, you know, but it sounded like he was more of a hired gun than actually going out and doing crime, you know. Um. So I don't, I don't know, but that feels that's like splitting
0: any. hairs to me a little bit, but I mean, it's kind of like.
4: Six well, it's the eight Old eight, West, eight, so like, people shooting each other is normal back then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just like the character things, like, with with Colton Briggs and the daughter, like I felt like they had to tell me what I was supposed to think about it rather than show me, like, circumstances or situations in which they display their personality. Like, that's... It just wasn't good enough for me. And and um again, it's it's shot so flat. Like the 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 direction is so flat where it's like to the point where like are they going for a thing? Like are they trying to do a Wes Anderson thing where people are emotionless um in front of a flat flat shot and so you're supposed to like you know, interpret it as like a hipster decision versus, mm. like, what's actually being shown to you. Um, so, so I don't know. So, I mean, the, the the movie is really basic. Like, it's a very very simple story, which is like, guy, he used to he used to be a gunslinger. Now he has a family, and it's it's like John Wick. They they uh, killed his wife, you know, instead of his dog. And now they've unlocked the beast, and he's going to go hunt him down. And he does. That's it. There's nothing else. Nothing else happens. Like, there's not, like, interesting characters along the way. There's not, like, setbacks.
0: The, um, yeah, no, I mean, it is a, yeah, I'm not going to argue. It is a super basic movie. But there's not even
4: even like in the genre, there's like tropes that are really, really interesting and useful to use in a chase movie, which is like, you know, stuff around tracking or seeing them in the distance and like having a, you know, kind of chase over a long period of time. And again, it's like it's all tell don't show. It's like, ah, they're out there. We'll get to them. And then they get to him, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, uh, it feel like you've, you've, you, like, like you. I feel like you think I'm arguing with you about that stuff. I'm not. I. It is simple. Uh, there are simple movies that that work because they're simple. I mean, then for me, this is that this is the example of that. This, I mean, look, John Wick. Every movie starring uh, you know Qui Gon Jin. Um, where he, you know, goes and, and chases people down. Are they like? Are they the best movies ever made? No, but it's a simple premise and it's executed in a simple way. And the 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 the, the part of this movie that <clears throat> that I find enjoyable is the uh, is the interpersonal you know relationship between Nick Cage and his humanity, his daughter who has inherited his lack of humanity. Oops, his wife, who, you know, was his muse and the 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 bad guy who, by the way, um, Nick Cage killed his father. Right. So that's that's so there's revenge in multiple different, you know, it's. It is, it is established at the start. Let's go I'm going to, I'm going to like throw out the bones of this movie here real quick. At the start of the movie, we're given like the past 20 years ago. Nick Cage is a badass. He's a, he's a gunslinger. Maybe not a badass. He's just a bad boy, bad guy. Um, He kills people. And uh, in a, in a shootout, he ends up killing this fella in front of that fella's son. Uh, right in front of him. I mean, under duress, like he killed him at the point of a gun. But nevertheless, um, fast forward twenty years. Nick Cage has a family. Um, he's got he's got his wife, who he loves to look at, um, and his daughter, who he apparently has no feeling at all for, and um, and a job as like a mercantile owner, um, and some jackbooted thugs. Break down his door while he's gone, kill his wife, and they're on the run from the law anyway. so they skedaddle. and thus starts the <clears throat> the some would say lackluster chase. actually, no, the chase is not really the focus of the whole thing. I mean it's it's the journey that has gone on, but it's definitely not where the action. Occurs in this movie. Um, anywho, so along that along the way, um, Nick Cage begrudgingly brings his daughter, uh, and they learn about each other. And uh, you know, she she learns that hey, he's like hey, you don't have the you don't have the norm. You're not a normal person. You me person bad. So you got to learn to act like a normal person, or else you're gonna have a real hard time in life. Um, they you know they become partners in crime, so to speak, and then catch up to the thugs and, um, have a shootout. Uh, and it appears as though the, the bad guy who is the kid from the start who saw his dad murdered in cold blood. Uh, it appears as though he kills, uh, Nick cage and he actually does. Um, he gets revenge on Nick cage, for the killing of his father. But Nick Cage's daughter pulls his revolver and shoots him. So it's like this, you know, it's like this whole, whoa, you know, uh, everybody getting revenge on everybody sort of thing. So that's the bones of the movie. Um, Clint Howard is one of the uh, jackbooted thugs, the bad guys, um, (laughs) who's wearing a southern out you know yeah you know, a you no Union yeah Confederate Confederate thank you a <laughs> yeah, Confederate the oldest outfit.
4: Confederate soldier in, in the world
0: yeah I can, I don't know though I, I history not like I don't have a good idea of years um, <clears throat> anywho that's the that's the whole thing and to me the the interesting part is the is all the, is all the intrapersonal stuff where, you know, Nick Cage begrudgingly has to teach his daughter and then becomes attached to her because it's established, although oddly at the start that he doesn't feel anything for his daughter. Like at the beginning of this movie, he's like, they don't care about you. I could even kill you. Um, and then goes on this, goes on this, uh, this quest to avenge his wife's death and does dies in the process but hopefully has passed along to his daughter the key to mm-hmm. being, you know, a normal person. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of the and the through line, the interesting part, like I said, is is the part where, you know, the bad guy is getting revenge on Nick and Nick's daughter gets revenge on the bad guy, and Nick kind of, you know, becomes more fleshed out as a person because of this journey. And has lost this puzzle piece that had made him human, and that's that's kind of interesting to me. That's where I I would watch it again. Wow, um,
4: yeah. I mean, for me, it was all very obvious. It was like I know exactly what they're going to do, you know, with this movie, and they just do it. There's no surprises, mm-hmm. and they take their time doing it. Like, holy cow! Like oh, a man, lot I of the feel, shots,
0: I felt like this thing flew by.
4: Oh, man, well, I mean, like, there's not much going on, and so, like, the scenes, like, they're very basic. They're like, they're going to establish this one thing, and they establish it, and then just keep establishing it, and keep saying it over and over again, and dwell, and dwell, and then move on. Like, it's, it's, um, it's not egregious, but it's noticeable. And it's such a, it's such a simple movie where it's like, I could have taken your time, you know, set up a new shot, like done something more interesting, you know, added an interaction. It's like, Nope, just going to show her sorting jelly beans for a good three minutes. Cause got to make sure everyone knows she's autistic or something. It's like, okay. Um, Not, not a, not a big fan of the movie, but that, that much is obvious now. Like, I mean, I, I've, I've watched like a lot of like, there are some really good Westerns and like Neo Westerns that are just like, like watch Yellowstone, watch like all the stuff around everything that Taylor Sheridan has made. Just watch that. It's infinitely more interesting <laughs> infinitely more well crafted um, and it's just as simple in terms of like plot um, it's just the characters are more interesting the cinematography and directing is more interesting the dialogue is more interesting like yeah watch Tyler Sheridan movies or Taylor Sheridan movies watch like There Will Be Blood and um, you know No Country for Old Men Unforgiven. You know, pretty much anything. Uh, other
0: than yeah, I agree. This. Watch all those things. Also, watch this because it's pretty good. <laughs> sure. Um, so <clears throat> let's. All right. So who would you recommend this movie to? I wouldn't. I just wouldn't <laughs> be like. You'd say don't watch this. Don't watch it. Hmm. Go watch
4: another Nick Cage movie if you like Nick Cage go watch True Grit or Unforgiven if you want to see this story
0: yeah I don't know I feel like I feel like this is interesting and adds and adds in a new element to things that uh, that I didn't know I wanted to see but now I realize I do and the choices are interesting (laughs) In and of themselves, <laughs> whether they be bad or good, um, and you can definitely see when they're when they're bad. And I, I would argue I like I, I really appreciated the ones that I thought were good. I think um, I
4: think the thing with like a low budget movie is like the choices are made for them, and what's impressive is if the choices they make with a low budget, like make it seem like it's not a low-budget movie, mm. you know? Like, a lot of the shots and a lot of the choices with, like, the depth and of the movie is like, oh, well, that's dictated by it. They just don't have time. Mm. They don't have time to rewrite or set up different shots. They don't have time to really delve into these characters. They're, like, they're getting it out there. Um, but then there's, like, low-budget movies where it's like they work within the framework in innovative ways that make you be like, oh yeah, it was always meant to be this way. You know,
5: Mm.
0: it's not being dictated by outside forces. Well, well, there you go. Um, so, so I, I'm going to set, I'm going to play the whores intro and then I'm going to share something with y'all that I just love a lot. And then we'll, and then we'll play your voicemails. And if you want to give us a call, uh actually let me play this. H- H- Hoor, is a little segment where we play your voicemails. Uh you got to call us at 682-253-4468. You do so, we call, we we take your calls. But first, I'm going to play just the most delightful. If you're on YouTube, you should, if you're not on YouTube, you should be. You can see our ugly mugs over there. But also, you get to see this little chihuahua who I love. His little gizzy. His little gizzy. Here we go.
3: Brace off. What do you have to say to your fans?
6: She's so happy.
1: You appreciate all the donations? I'm so happy. You ready to get that brace off?
0: <laughs> what do you have to say to your Back.
5: fans?
4: Play another one. What's that? Play another one. You want to see a different one? Yeah, the ones with the neck braces. You are the appreciate brace all, brace all brace. the oh, yeah.
0: this teeny weeny little bitty Chihuahua that's got this big old neck brace on and has a tongue hanging out the side of his mouth is the, just the cutest. Here we go. Oh, is this the wrong? This is the wrong. This is the wrong one. I got to share a different screen here because for some reason it took me out when I had to do that. Uh, Queen Chi, here you go. You love your treats, <laughs> God! So <You're> aggressive.
4: <laughs> you love your treats, <laughs> God!
1: So aggressive.
0: It's Man. the
4: little arms going up. Yeah, when he's when he's laying down on the ground.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. This. Hey. Oh.
1: Hey! You want a treat? She's all
0: over me today. I'm creating a monster.
2: Is Baby Paul.
0: I love her. I love this doggo. They're calling you Ugandan Knuckles. What
1: do you think about that? (laughs) Buffering. Do you agree? They're calling you Ugandan Knuckles. What do you think about that?
0: you agree (laughs) okay all right that's enough of that let's get to your calls
5: hey it's robert the farter i was listening to your um segment volume seven and a lot of people were leaving recommendations for comedy movies um because you reviewed dumb and dumber so i had a couple for you guys um So I'm guessing you've probably, since you guys love Jim Carrey, I'm guessing you've probably seen The Cable Guy. And Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of people hate that because when that first movie, when that movie first came out, a lot of people didn't like it. But I'm a fan of dark comedies, so I really like Cable Guy. Um, And then my all-time favorite comedy movie, besides Ernest Stupid, which um, it's kind of... It's kind of rare. You might know what it is, but it's called UHF, and it's weird out, and it's really, it's really good. So, check that out. Anyways, throw back the starter. Yeah,
0: breaking out those comedy recommendations, those wrecks. Yeah, we know Cable Guy. We know UHF.
4: Yeah, UHF. I mean, UHF. Granted, it is a cult movie, but it's like our generation. Oh, like and, I think I mean,
0: everyone saw UHF when look when at me. Do you think I don't know everything that Weird Al did? (laughs) Do you see? Do you see what's going on here? Like I know, Uh, I've been drink
4: from the fire hose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Way before uh, Kramer become became uh, deleted. Yeah, they deleted Mm -hmm. Kramer. Yeah, pre-Kramer. Yeah, pre-Kramer. Kramer.
6: Kramer. Hi, it's beyond the grave. I heard Sam from Minneapolis talk about that damn Air Bud, I thought, I when I saw it, I thought, oh, that's weird. Why would they make a mistake and forget to type in Bud after Air? <laughs> Which it sounds like you should have just uh, uh, did a review of that movie because <laughs> you hated it. You had Sleeper Cell David. And Comrade Bryce over here talking about, you know, when I was a child, I waited in, we not have Nikki's shoes, we have Natalia, <laughs> and I wait three days, and I was happy to have the shoes. Yeah. It, that's the That's the real story, you know, you should be telling the viewers. But if you want to get on this, like, oh, we, you know, every week we're going to help somebody, you could just pull something and, like, take take one of your kids to the hospital and be like, this child's parents can't afford lactate to give their kids when, you know, they eat too much ice cream, and we're going to help them today, but you're not really paying for anything. You're just billing your insurance. And then you could just be like, we spent $250,000 on this kid, but our, you know, our co was is like $20.
4: Whoop. good good uh good ideas i yeah they should make they should remake air tell the exact same story except replace michael jordan michael with a dog yeah just because yeah. all you get
0: in air all you get is, is, is like a, a back shot like, of michael jordan's head but it could just be like it could just ear. be the back of a dog's head yeah and then the ears yeah. go <laughs> like we're prepared to offer you <laughs> I, I kind of want to hang out with Beyond the Grave, you know. You I mean? are a good boy.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he might be the goodest boy of all time. <laughs> yeah, that'd
4: be great if, if Mr. Beast just like start, started uh, billing his insurance for helping people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or just like just showed people how to build their own insurance. Just be like. Okay, Yeah, you want to you're want you blind? Real- well, here's how you sign up for Medicaid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some real... Actually, that's, that's the fucking Lord's work right there. That's something not a lot right. of people know how to do. Yeah, we're all the social workers getting millions
4: of views, huh? <sighs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Hi, guys. My name is Beatrice. I currently live in Los Angeles, and I've been listening to Horror Movie Talk Plus for a few weeks now. And it's kinda of funny how it first started because I got a new job, can't really be on my phone, can't read, can't really, you know, I have a lot of downtime. It's a you know, pretty typical office job. Um, I don't not a lot of social not a lot of interaction with my coworkers anyways. And so I'm like, What well, how can I pass time on, you know, just just do something and I had saved a bunch of podcasts on Spotify, and for some reason, I just, you guys are the lucky ones, and because I've never really been in the podcast, I like YouTube videos, which I do follow you guys on YouTube, and um, the first movie, or the first uh, episode I listened to was um, for um, uh, Evil Dead Rises, which I'd seen with my sister in the movies that prior weekend, and uh, you know, I think that was, I was hooked because I was like, you know, you guys are just spot on, like with the movie reviews, you know, very analytic, but just funny, like that, this was my kind of humor. I love Sour Park, Family Guy. Um, so just, I'm into that, like, raunchy, um, dick jokes, all that. Like, I, I really, I, you know, you guys, I love your guys' sense of humor and, um, my favorite episodes have, been um the human centipede which I've seen all three of them and uh but I really <laughs> I I laugh and it's like sometimes I'm like at work you know, I have my my AirPods in and I'm just like I can't I like, just bust out laughing like I want to. I need to contain myself. So the human centipede uh, episode that was really funny and good. And then I also really like your guys' dash cam um episode um, so cool how you got to talk with Annie Hardy, and I loved that movie. I don't understand why it got, like, ripped on, in on the internet, on IMBD. Like, people were like, oh, she's so annoying, her character. And I was like, I want to be her. I really, like, I, I started following her on all social media, and then, that last bit on, on Dashcam with her, like, wrapping, like, and, and freestyling, like, I would buy that on iTunes or download it somehow if I could. Um, but, yeah, you guys are great, you know, gives me a little, you know, brings a little light and joy to my day just to laugh, and I don't watch, I don't listen to any of the uh episodes that I've yet to watch movies for. Um, so,
0: and right, she got cut off. She got cut off, Beatrice. Thank you, uh, for all the kind words of praise. That's very nice of you. Yeah. I uh,
4: <clears throat> and I think she's a patron too. I think she signed up to, I to be a patron.
0: So. Which actually reminds me, I would like to right now take a moment and thank our new patrons, uh, for signing up. Uh, number one, Beatrice. Also, Amanda M. and Darren. P, thank you guys so much for supporting the show. um Yeah, what do you got to say? I don't like...
4: No, I'm glad. I'm glad you found us. Um, yeah, the Evil Dead Rises was a good episode. um Rob Savage that directed Dashcam. He he was the director of um, the Boogeyman last week's episode.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, Did it live up to Dashcam? Would you no. say? Sounds like a no. Sounds like enough. no. I mean, it, but like, Jordan, I, I think, he, think
4: so. the analogy I gave it was um, it's like if uh, Carrot Top was doing stand up and he didn't have his props, he'd, yeah, he'd probably do okay, yeah. you know, he'd do okay, like he's still a comedian, he still has the chops. But when you get rid of your gimmick, and in Rob Savage's case, it's found footage, and like using that kind of you know format to tell a story like um uh, you kind of take away their strong suit and that was kind of obvious in the boogeyman
0: but it had i don't know there's issues too i'll say this beatrice you know if you got that urge to laugh let it out you know don't don't be like don't like hold that shit in you be like mm. woo! you know people just uh, that's bryce in movie theaters I'm not fucking joking. Like the movie theater will be silent. Something funny will happen. Something will hit Bryce just right, and he'll be like, "Ha ha ha ha!" And you'll be like, "Oh my god!" Everybody in the movie theater will be like, "Whoa!" Jump. He's he is full of joy, and there's something infectious about that. Uh, this delightful. Well, I
4: mean, when you're at work, you see, there's there's dangers. It's like, oh, if I was to laugh out loud at work, and someone was to ask me. Like what are you laughing at? It's like, oh, I just watched a TikTok where a guy got cut in half. It's like, oh, first of all, what is wrong with you? Second of all, why are you watching TikTok at work?
0: I don't. You know, <laughs> I, it, I get it. No, okay. you know? first off, why are you watching TikTok at TikTok at work? Um, next. Okay, caller.
4: next caller.
2: Hi, this is Glittercore from Colorado. I love the podcast. You guys are absolutely great, and I love listening to you anytime I'm doing anything boring, like shaving my labia. I just wanted to say that um, keep up the great work, and you guys are really great. And fuck you, Bryce, because every time I listen to the podcast, um, you say something funny. And this time, while I was shaving my labia, and you said something funny... I freaking dropped the razor, and it fucking shredded my labia. I had to buy a new labia, so fuck you, Bryce, for saying something funny all the time. Keep up the great work. I'm on the mend, and I love you guys, and keep up the great work. And I love you, and keep up the great work. All right, bye.
0: I feel like a record skip there at the end. Um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess mine would, too, if... I hurt my labia. Fuck.
4: Well, she says she got, she had to buy a replacement labia. I mean, here's the thing: Glittercore is is famous for saying she's got big tits and a tiny vagina. So, we can rest assured that there probably wasn't that much damage to the labia since she has such a tiny vagina.
0: That's no, also probably well, actually, why it was difficult to do. <clears throat> yeah. Listen, I'll say know, this. I guess
4: that's not that's not the vagina would be. The uh, internal, like labia, is outside. She doesn't say no.
0: There's no. There's the outer labia and in the and in the, in the inner.
4: Well, no. The but the vagina is the canal. The labia majora.
0: The labia.
4: Um, yeah, I mean. Listen, I'll say this. Uh, I, don't this, know why- this I mean, we 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 got to get glittercore back on the phone now because we got to find out like when she says she has a tiny vagina, does that mean she has tiny labia as well?
0: It's all comprised of this. The, the vagina describes all of the. Your lack of understanding no, of the female anatomy—that's
4: no, ignorant. You're being ignorant. No, you're you know, literally—you you
0: are. If, literally. if you want
4: to talk about no, there's the canal. Terms. Yes, there's
0: the canal, but that's what you're confusing with the vagina. The vagina describes a system. No, the the word you're looking for is pussy. You know. I'll say this. Um, you know. Bryce's lack of understanding of the female anatomy, notwithstanding, I don't know what any of you ladies are doing, taking sharp objects to your genitals. Uh, for who, like? Uh, okay, let's look up. G- give uh, give on us a the big Cleveland bushy, Clinic. Get, your, your vagina, vagina is, is a me. stretchy, Excu- muscular canal. Excuse, yeah. And what are the parts of that? What are the parts that comprise that?
4: The, your labia is not part of the canal. That's the outer. That's
0: the, that's not a Volvo of skin. Um, I will say this, don't be taken, you know, let, let it grow. You know, don't be taking a bunch of bullshit, sharp bullshit to near your, your genitals. That's, that's ridiculous. And who are you trying to impress? And why would they be impressed by that? Big Bush. That's what I'm saying. What do you think, Bryce?
4: Um, I think the world is big enough for all, uh, all lengths of pubic hair. And, you know, you do you whatever you want to do, whatever uh, you and your husband, you know, decide is the, the best choice. You know, I'm a big fan. That. I'm a big fan. But of... be careful. Just just take precautions. You know, when you're shaving your labia, maybe maybe press pause for, you know, the two minutes it takes to to get all around there. And then, you know, when you're getting up to, you know, the pubis area you know, the pubic bone area, then, you know, let it rip. Let the podcast rip. Anyways, we're getting distracted. I'm Mm -hmm. getting distracted by labia. Let's move on.
7: Hey, guys. It's Elizabeth. I'm just here to ask if you have or are planning on playing the Outlast Trials. It's $30 on Steam right now, and I've been playing it for the last week or so since it came out last week. It is the most fun I've had in a very long time. If you are a huge fan of the first one for anyone listening, wanted to, it's definitely up your alley. It's just, I, I don't know, it's just so much fun. I, I can, really can't explain it. I don't want to spoil it, it, but it's like, it's so messed up, but it's a ton of fun. Not very scary, I will say. It's more like self than anything. There's a few jump scares, but not really. It's set by daylight style, so it's four people. Or you can do less than four, but versus an AI killer. It's just... Oh, my gosh, it's so much fun. It's in early access right now, so we're definitely going to be adding to it. But, yeah, I'm just – I could not recommend this game enough to anyone who likes movies like Hostel, Saw. And this is, like, right up your alley. It's amazing. All
0: right, later. What, what, what was the name of the game she's talking about? Hey, guys, it's Elizabeth.
7: I'm just here to ask if you have or are planning on playing the LS Trials.
0: The LS Trials?
4: Yeah, I can't. Can't find it. Come
0: well, Elizabeth, now you have to, you know, come back. And, trials. Um, I think it's this. Oh, Outlast Trials. Outlast. Trials. Oh, I do not like the Outlast games. They are very scary. That's spooky. Oh, okay. I don't like it. It's uh, like there's a difference. Like I'm not. I'm not into watching horror anymore, as y'all know. Um. But uh, but I've never been able to play legitimately scary games. It's just too much for me. I've never been able to. Even with somebody in the room like being like, It's okay. I'm like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I mean we did do the
4: Twitch stream where you played um Yeah, that Silent
0: Hill. Yeah, whatever that was. That was great.
3: Fucking it was, so can, it was gold. Okay,
0: and one more. Let's get one more in here. Thanks for Hi this
3: experience. is uh Dustin from Status, New York. I'm um, sitting on break right now. Uh I've been a listener for quite a few years now. I'm just wondering with uh with David Day, man, it's uh it's really sad that you don't know, like horror anymore, especially from a horror enthusiast, you know, to watch it Sorry. <laughs> just have to point out that in the transcript
4: in, in Google Voice, um he says, I'm sad you don't like, and then it goes, whore. W asterisk, 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 because it's, it's blocking out whore, yeah. which is accurate. The point. It's, it's, yeah, that's why, okay.
3: Anything from, you know, technically gremlins to, you know, Serbian film and, you know, guinea pig series, stuff like that. Um, I was wondering is that since you're done watching horror movies, and by the looks of it, through the past weeks, you guys are having guests and stuff on. Um, would you guys just end up folding horror movie talks and then just remaking a new brand? Like, uh, you know, sometimes people come and go out of, you know, podcasts and other things like that. And sometimes things change. So would you guys rather just, you know, fold horror movie talk and just make it movie Talk instead of horror movie talk plus, and then just have like horror movie talk its own entity but, you know, like an umbrella company and then have, you know, say, Movie Talk or whatever as, like, the new branch of it. But, you know, if you ever decide to go back to watch horror movies, you can do that. Another thing, too, is that uh, you're a fellow metalhead as well and, um, you know, listening to lyrics like Metallica and, you know, Lamb of God and stuff like that, you know, Laid the Rest is, you know, like, suicide, stuff like that. Does that mean, like... You're, you' you don't listen to metal music anymore because it's technically in the same realm as horror movies. It's just you listen to it and have the feeling of it instead of other horror movies that's uh, one thing I would like to ask as well um but yeah, it was just an idea or a proposal or whatever see you guys yeah
0: I think i mean I mean the answer to that is you know i mean, I mean I, this was may twenty fourth so I, I don't know maybe. Maybe that a, the answer to that has already been answered, just by virtue of you know we have rebranded. We're now Horror Movie Talk Plus. <clears throat> we cover horror movies a decent amount of the time, but then also you know we uh, we cover other movies. I don't hate horror, uh, you know. I, I, ju- I just I'm just done with it. I feel like I've seen so much of it from the Guinea Pig series to Gremlins. My whole life, all this bullshit. Um... I don't feel like there's I don't feel like it's adding something good to my life um anymore. Uh I feel bad when I watch it. Um sometimes. Uh and um and you know, there are there are movies that I will go back to because I enjoy a lot, like I could see watching Evil Dead Two just for nostalgia's sake, you know? Um Gremlins obviously, that kind of thing. I just don't need um I I don't need uh to be put in a, a a head a weird kind of negative headspace anymore, and I've noticed that lately horror has been doing that uh, to me so i'm I'm just not gonna not gonna partake in something that you know makes me feel bad um, just like you know if you notice you know that you you have a uh, you're made to feel bad after you drink alcohol, you just stop drinking alcohol you know um, it's just the same kind of thing. And so it's just a, you know, keeping my head clean sort of decision for me. Um, and then, in, yeah, good question in terms of metal. Um, I still listen to metal, although a lot less. Um, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't really fill the same. It's not really the same. It's kind of compares to apples to oranges kind of, you know, like, yes, a lot of times the themes within are um are questionable, but I've never listened to metal for the lyrics ever, ever. It's a sonic experience for me. It's entirely audio. So, um, it doesn't really hit quite the same, although it does, it is kind of in the same realm and a lot of stuff, you know, definitely some of the more extreme stuff I, I won't listen to anymore because it brings me to a bad place. You know, there's bands like fluids, mortician, um, that I, I, you know, I don't really need anymore. Although sometimes the sonic experience is still very enjoyable. So, and and it doesn't bring me into a weird negative headspace. So, basically, if something puts me in a in a headspace where I don't want to be, I'm just not doing it so much anymore. And I'm, you know, actually I've been going through Michael Jackson's the past 2 days I've been going through Michael Jackson's I've been doing a lot of this, like sampling other stuff. Um Going through his uh his catalog, so I don't know. What do you uh ha, yeah? Did I do an okay job of answering any of that, Bryce? Like, did I leave anything out?
4: Um, no. I mean, I th- I think we've uh, we'll probably have to continue talking about this because we've talked about it in the last months' worth of episodes, like what the yeah. rationale and stuff behind um you know going horror movie talk plus versus stopping horror movie talk and starting a new brand. Um, like, I think it's a, I mean, it's obviously a middle ground and there's some people that don't like it. Um, some people that are not listening to the podcast anymore, I suppose. Um, but you know, we're keeping, we're keeping it going, doing about half and half. So, I mean, just if you don't like the non-horror movie episodes, just don't listen to them and just act like horror movie talk is a bi-weekly, uh,
0: show now you know. Yeah, I mean,
4: we're going about half and half anyway, so. Yeah. Nothing not a lot has changed.
0: Yeah, I uh I hope y'all enjoy um it's the the, you know, the the back and forth between Bryce and I. And you know, uh hopefully we can, you know, this will help bring, you know, a new genre or a couple of genres of movies into your life because mm-hmm. who just watches one thing? I I mean, I there are people out there that do that. I don't know who they are, but um I guess they wouldn't be they wouldn't be interested in this. But um, you know, I don't know. I like this week I was kinda of thinking about watching the new Avatar. Mm. So like that it was between this and Avatar and quite frankly I didn't want to sit for three hours and watch a movie, so this was a this is a better option for me. Anywho, um in that case, uh with that being said, I hope you guys have a great week. We love you very much. Support us. Thank you for supporting us, I should say. Um be careful uh when you know going near your genitals with sharp objects and mm-hmm. uh have a fabulous week and we love you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs>
6: Through the spraggly wood. He had
0: no face. Horror. Uh, uh. Wow, that didn't sound good.